The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, El Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 48, Edward. And and I got some really, really sad news for you, man. Oh, man. Ray Hudson is no longer announcing for being sports. Oh, yeah. That is... That is very, that is sad news indeed. Um, I mean, we, we both grew up hearing those crazy ass screams of his, of those, the magisterials all over the place. I'm trying and, to figure out though, because I mean, to be honest, man, I think that that was the one time I actually watched English. I mean, aside when Glenn Davis and, and, uh, Stuart Holden are, are announcing games. Oh, and Kobe Jones. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. aside from that, most of the time I prefer listening to Spanish podcasts because I mean, they just provide a certain energy that, 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 let's face it, the, the American English, let's be more specific. The American English broadcasters don't necessarily are able to do not, not, right. saying, not nothing towards, uh, Glenn Davis, Stuart Holden and, and, uh, Kobe Jones. Kobe I, think, Jones. I, I think those three do a I phenomenal mean, they do, job. They do, they do a magnificent job. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's the, the way he Ray Hudson speaks is like that's I'm telling you it's that scream and then it, the it, it's is that uh, it's the crazy things that he comes up off the fly uh as like this player has scored this amazing goal like you because your speech is when the, these goals especially like the spectacular goals we're not just talking about any just regular goal you know what I mean we're talking about like the 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 thrill of the moment that goal that like wins it all the goal that just stands out from the rest like. Right. We don't we don't have the words to express it, but Ray Hudson does. If that makes any sense, it's it's like he he physically is the emote of what we're feeling at that moment. 
is basically what you're what you're saying. It's like like the he's he's emotion his his emotion is basically what we're feeling at the moment when we can't express it, and we're like, yes, exactly, whatever description you just said, majestic, magisterial, majestic, the gazelle, like all that crazy crap. Like he just comes up with, and I'm just like, yep, that's exactly wow. Like, like the, we always the, even, the prize pony thing. I was like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know where that came from, but I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you when Ray Hudson announces games. Yeah, and then the thing is also whenever okay, we'd make we'd make fun of him whenever we would hear the oh, you know, like like where it was like very, it it was a little bit over the top. Where we lost his job a little too much. Is, is there what you're you go. Like he was too happy to see that goal just happen going in there. And it was like especially when it was like when it came to Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and like you know the. Basically, that duel, he was always, he had something for it. Like, he always had with Barcelona, Real Madrid. He always had something for it. Yeah, and so, then, so yeah, Ray Hudson, one of the, the few English-speaking uh, broadcasters that me and I were definitely tuned in. I think we would rather listen to him than actually listen to the Spanish broadcast. And that, nothing is being sports is Spanish broadcast. It's just, it, it's not Ray Hudson. And, and yeah. once again, no offense to Stuart Holden and Kobe Jones and Glenn Davis. You guys are terrific. I think you are definitely three of the American broadcasters that we definitely enjoy listening to. Oh, yeah. But, but Ray Hudson. Started watching can you, the Can you imagine if Ray Hudson and Glenn Davis were... Well, I guess... No, yeah, that could work out because, I mean, Glenn Davis does the play-by-play and, and Ray Hudson, I guess, is that... that uh, he just does the... He just does the oh. He's, he's the color commentator. Beautiful, beautiful pass. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> ooh, maybe we should throw that to Glenn Davis <laughs> to see. We'll what throw can, it. Up. What can we do Glenn. to get Ray Hudson <laughs> to partner up with Glenn? If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, push for it. Hashtag it. Do whatever you need to do. Let us know what you want us to do. We will try. That's just gonna be like. I think he's game for it. I think I think Glenn just uh, Glenn Davis seems like a guy like I'm for it. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, I, I feel like he's just he's always in. Like I, I don't know. He, I, we yeah, don't, yeah. we don't know that well, he, but I mean he he, he gives he, the perception. He has that vibe. Yeah, he has that vibe. Like I'm down for it. So so yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> an interesting thought to bring up. But yeah, um, yeah, it sucks to see. Hopefully, this means that Ray Hudson's going somewhere. Maybe. I know, I know. ESPN uh, got the rights to La Liga, so I mean, maybe there's a reason why being sports is he's leaving being sports because I mean, La Liga is not going to be there. Um, so that could be maybe this. This is a sign that Ray Hudson's going to ESPN, which that could be a good thing. Because uh, no offense to Taylor Twelman and, and Lee Dixon, but uh, I'll take anything over <laughs> Lee Dixon and Taylor Twelman. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, I mean. If that's if that's the case, I'm all for it. <laughs> but but we'll we'll see we'll see. Uh, nothing against Taylor Swelman. Just I like him more as an analyst, not so much as a co- a broadcaster. If that makes any sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just I don't know, man. Um, like I think, like I said, like I think we just I think that was the beginning of Ray Hudson. Maybe even farther back is just. I feel like when Messi started and Cristiano started in La Liga and then they both started doing these crazy-ass moves. Um, Suarez, even when Suarez was scoring, Benzema, the big Benz, like, you know, he would just say some stuff like that. I mean, Ray Hudson, to me, is just one of those great voices. So it, 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 he's like an immortal, I guess you could say, in my, in my, in my opinion. 
But. Oh, yeah, for sure. But anyways, so we we do have a uh, a good show coming up for you guys. You know, it's episode forty eight. We're two episodes away from episode 50, four episodes away from our, our our year mark. So that's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go ahead. We got uh no nothing going on in the coaching world, but we do have some transfer rumors to talk about a, a lot of well not a lot, but transfer rumors to talk about some headlines. Our debate topic. Uh, we're going to recap the 2021 Concacaf Gold Cup final. I mean, spoiler alert, but USA won. No big deal, you know. USA beating Mexico. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that one. We'll obviously games recap, announce our players of the week. We're going to preview League One because this weekend kicks off League One. So, oh, sorry, League One. So, so yeah. So, so we're gonna have. So we're gonna preview that. I'm really excited about, you know, soccer season's back. The summer of soccer is con- almost in at, at its conclusion and it's back to the regular season. Uh, I'm excited. So we're, we're going to be pretty busy these, these next coming episodes because we got a lot to preview. Um, in, in the next, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be able to give you guys a two hour show. Um, game. Yeah. And then obviously some games to look forward to this weekend and wrap things up with a three up, three down. Obviously we're previewing League Un. So we will be. Doing three up, three down, league and jerseys. So we'll, 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 like I said, we'll keep this be our tradition for when season starts. We'll, we'll, we'll look at the jerseys. Um, I know that at once the MLS All Star Game, we might do the MLS jerseys just because we didn't do the MLS jerseys. So we might do that. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to conflict with one of the for La Liga or Bundesliga or Serie A, depending which one we do. But anyways, that's not the thing that matters. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, you guys are going to hear this ad. You guys take full advantage of if you guys go to our social media on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. You'll see a link on our bios that is our link tree. Go ahead and check it out. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, take you to Unhinged and obviously all our social media platforms and how you can hear us um, outside of Unhinged Sports Network. But also, there's two links that you're going to see is Fanatics and uh, Audible. So make sure you guys take a good advantage of those great partners of ours because not only will you be helping yourself, but you'll be helping us by getting us some revenue so we can keep growing this platform. And we can get Spence over here. <laughs> we, can, we can move Spencer to Texas, maybe. All right. So you guys go ahead and listen to that, and we'll go ahead and get going with, with, our, with our stuff. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it's simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, you listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. Thanks. Now I want to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of those great partners that we have. Once again, if you go to our social media at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter, you'll see a link on our bios. That is our link tree. And it has all the great stuff that we offer, obviously, where you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts. Also, our direct website, which is Buzzsprout, which that's who we uh, 
drop our episodes with. And also the Unhinged Sports Network. You can check out their website, also their YouTube channel. And of course, Fanatics and Audible. Uh, we do have a new sponsor, but I'm going to save that uh, for the debate topic. So, Edward. All right. Coaching changes, man. Well, there's no coaching. There's nothing going on in coaching changes, but obviously the idea that ponders that do you think, uh, obviously, once again, we already know who won the, the Gold Cup. Um, do you think Tato Martino stays? I, I mean, apparently, like, in the press conference, like, we lost twice to the U.S. It's not a debacle. It's not a, a disaster, which I, I, I agree. They didn't play bad, but it wasn't like they played good. But I heard that the, the players don't like him. Um, so, I, I mean, honestly, he's been one of the best coaches that they've had. And, I mean, just to get rid of him, just because the players don't like him, I mean, there must be something about him that they just can't stand or something for them to feel that type of way. But I think they left it all on the field. Like, that's just me. Just by watching the game, I, I think they they played very well. It was just... We'll, we'll, we'll get into that timing. game. But uh, the question is, do you think uh, Tata will be leaving Mexico? Um, honestly, I think he is for the for the wrong reasons. Like, like I said, I think he is one of the best coaches that they've had. Um, even better than Piojo. It's just the players' preferences, and then they think. Honestly, that, I don't think I I would honestly rate Piojo that high. To be honest, no, like, as Mexican managers, I might say Hugo Sanchez. Yeah, probably, was I, think, I well. feel like Mexico was really good when they had him um, as the coach. But no, yeah, I mean, Tata Martino's a well-respected manager. He, he he's, has a, one hell of a resume. But I think it, it's just the pressure uh, and obviously the track record with the Mexican national team. Obviously, like these guys, they it's like a revolving door over there. It's like if you're not, and there's a, like, there's a standard when it comes to the Mexican national team. And yep. that, that 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 standard is that we want to win uh, we want to win trophies and if you're not going to win us trophies uh, then get the fuck out is basically yeah. Mexico's approach. Um, but I only say that because obviously Mexico's loss, in my opinion, will be Atlanta United's gain. Yeah, true. So obviously, for those who don't know, before he became the manager at Mexico, he was coaching Atlanta United, and that was really when Atlanta. I mean, it was the early, it was literally the beginning years of Atlanta United, but it was still they haven't been that good since. Um, which we'll we'll get to Atlanta United also later in this episode. But but I mean, hey, if they let him go, I wouldn't. Ima- I can't imagine that Atlanta United does not try to go get their most successful manager, even though that's out of three managers. But still, your most successful manager, nonetheless. I feel like that's that should be the move if you're Atlanta United. I, I think that right now they're just kind of waiting to see what happens with with Tata Martino before they fully commit to a, a manager. Right. I agree. I think that's exactly what they're going to be doing. All right. All right. So that's it for coach. I mean, there's, literally there's nothing to talk about coaches. There was nothing. It's just, it's just nothing basically crazy. keeping an eye on Tata. That's yeah, it's just, just an idea to ponder about Tata Martino. Uh, but this is literally going to be just us reminding y'all that Mexico lost the Gold Cup final. That's basically what, it, what it's going to be. Uh, this, this is our victory lap. Okay. Like, okay. Um, anyways, so transfer transfer things that are going on. Transfer rumors. Little things that are coming on around with the transfers. All right. 
Chelsea signed former Fulham goalkeeper Bentinelli. I mean, I feel like a backup goalkeeper uh, to Mendy obviously makes sense. Um, who knows what's going on with Kepa? Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe he's the third guy behind Kepa. But anyways, uh, all uh, all their to all do Heil for thirteen million. Okay. I mean, he's not really playing much for Tottenham. I don't think he's part of Tottenham's future. I mean, I mean, he's up there in age. This just goes to prove it. Yeah. So he's he's going to be going to the Middle East and playing for yep. Aldo High. So we'll see how that goes. Probably not because honestly, I don't really keep up with those leagues. But you know, I'm sure his name will pop up because I mean, that's that's I guess that's a big move for them. Thirteen million. I mean, that's how much they value him. All right, Arsenal interested in Lautaro Martinez. Damn, look, that's a big name. Look, Arsenal needs to go for make a big fuck you move. Is is what I'm saying. I've said this for the longest. <laughs> this is a big fuck you move. Like, like fuck all y'all making you know making fun of Arsenal. Like we're we're like we're about to show y'all what we could do. Um, if it, honestly, if if Arsenal makes some big moves like getting Alejandro Martinez, even though I highly doubt it's gonna happen, um, I might say something nice about Stan Kroenke. I might. Yeah. I'm not even saying I'm gonna like Stan Kroenke. I might say something nice about Stan Kroenke, but but even then, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe like a backhanded compliment. There we go. I'll give Stan Kroenke a backhanded compliment if, if he gets Latar Martinez or a player's right. a deal like getting a Latar Martinez. Don't not necessarily has to be Latar Martinez, but something up in that level of Latar Martinez. Does that make any sense, Edward? I get you. I, I understand. I mean, basically, happened? you're you're trying to say like we should get, you know, um, or we. I'm I'm sorry. But you know, Arsenal should get um, like some a big signing that basically says, "Look, we're being serious." You know, like this is us right now. And Lautaro Martinez is a big name. I mean, uh, let's 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 be real. Manchester United has Champions League. You know, obviously the other tournaments. You know, Man City Champions League, uh, Chelsea Champions League. Um, who finished in fourth? That was, that was, Champions League. I forgot who was the fourth. Ah, who cares? But you know the, the top teams, okay? The top Liverpool, I believe, is, is in Europa. Uh, Leicester is in Europa. Don't remember who's that fourth place team. I, I feel like it's it's a big club. Tottenham is in the in the Concacaf Conference League. Uh, Arsenal doesn't have that. Like they literally could just focus on the English Premier League, and then also the other the other tournaments that are going on as well. But they can literally just focus on the Premier League. Like the pressure is literally not as bad as the pressure as the teams that are going into Champions League, going into Europa, going into the UEFA Conference League, as comical as that sounds for Tottenham. Uh, but they're still in an extra tournament. Arsenal isn't. I mean, at this point, just, just you know, just go out there and do your thing. Like, oh, well, okay, don't do your thing. Just be better than what you've been and you could finish really good. Next year, this coming season. Oh man! I mean, uh, personally, uh, I mean, like I already told you, I mean, I think Lautaro is a, a big, big name. So, and even I told you, like, that's one of the players to watch, a young talent, I guess you could say. So, uh, yeah, besides Mbappe and, and uh, 
And Alan, I think Lautaro's the one to watch. And if Arsenal puts in their ad in the ring and actually bids on Lautaro, then uh, shit, props to them. So, like you said, that's the big uh, fuck you move. Exactly. Your words, not mine. <laughs> All right. Chelsea to offer Zuma swap for Sevilla's Conde. I can see your excitement, Edward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you can. <laughs> uh, Dortmund to sign Daniel Mallon of PSV, uh, a promising, right. promising Dutch player. Obviously, PSV. You've uh, academy that people kind of forget about, but you know, also develops some pretty good players over there at PSV. Oh yeah, no hands down. It's and like Ajax. I, I, and PSV. Ironically enough, uh, he goes from PSV to Dortmund, another place that develops young players. So yeah, Dortmund. I, I'm guessing this is. I, I'm not entirely sure where Daniel necessarily plays. I believe he's a winger, so I guess that could be your your, your Jaden Sancho in training, uh, if you will. But we'll see what happens there. I mean, um, he he's basically... Um, let me see. He's a forward, so not entirely sure what, what, if he plays like in the wing, or if, um, if he's going to be playing like up front. Like alongside like Haaland, or even they'll make him like uh, I don't know, maybe a center attacking mid or a false nine. We'll, so, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, Byron to sign Chelsea teenager Emran Soglo. So once again, these these Chelsea youngsters are are leaving. So we'll, we'll, yeah. So and Byron obviously going ahead and snagging themselves some young talent, uh, which is always their thing. Aston Villa interested in, in the Jamaican Leon Bailey. Oh, nice. Uh, as, uh, an English Premier League move for, for Leon Bailey might, might do him well. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing great at, over at Bayern Leverkusen, but to see him in, in the English Premier League, it, it's, it's going to be exciting because I, I definitely like watching him play. It just sucks that it's Aston Villa. <laughs> Aston Villa is hey, kind of like, lo- like slowly becoming a rival. Like, I don't know they're, why, they're, but... They're, they're, going, they're getting back up. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were, like... No, but they're just been dressed to Arsenal lately. <laughs> you know, asking for Smith Rowe and and, and and taking players that Arsenal have been linked to. Like, it's like, fuck, man. Like, you know, could you get off our back? Are they trying to be Arsenal? Are they trying to be... They're, they're trying to be Arsenal 2.0 or something like that. Austin via Arsenal. Could be. Could oh, be. That, that was bad. All right. I know. Uh, Dinell Samu of Chelsea to move to South Afton for 1.5 million. There you go. Another young Chelsea player leaving Chelsea. <laughs> PSG in talks with Manchester United for Paul Pogba. We yeah, know this is around, but that's going on. Aston Villa to offer 25 million for Leon Bailey. That's pretty, pretty high up there. but Pretty good money for, for Leverkusen, if you ask me. Yeah. Torino off to offer an extension to Bellotti during the rumors of Arsenal and Roma Ooh. seeking interest for Bellotti. I mean, what do you think on that one? I like Bellotti. Um, I just don't. I just don't think it's as high as a marquee signing. I mean, I think it's a good signing. It's just not a like, wow, look what they got. Like you know, like not, nothing against Bellotti. I think Bellotti is a very good consistent player, obviously played for the Italian national team uh, for the Euros, but it, it, it's just not, like, it's not gonna, like, draw, get everybody's attention, you know what I mean? It's not, 
he's not Lautaro Martinez, but he's a good, like, he's actually a really good player. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, that's on, that's you. I mean, it's, it's you. It's you. Because it's like, um, like, do you know anything about he, Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, that's you because it's like the whole Arsenal thing. So, that's what I'm saying. So where where do you put Belotti with Martinez? Like, do you put him over Martinez, or do you, or do you put him below Martinez? Belotti would be like the not like it's doppelganger. Bo- no, come on, uh, I would say the doppelganger. Come on, like the doppelganger. Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. Come I'm on, fair. I'm fair. stop lying, bro. Come you know, on, you know, you know, you know. No, no, I'm not lying. Be I'm real. saying you know, you know my preference. You know, I would prefer. Lautaro over Belotti. That's just my preference. That's fine. Go ahead and say it. Just, it's your opinion. State your opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, but I'm saying uh, if you can't get Lautaro, if Arsenal can't get Lautaro, Belotti's a damn good exception. He's yeah, he's good, but he's not a fuck you signing. I need a fuck you world class <laughs> player signing. Like it doesn't have to be the striker position. Like I mean, cool, we got Belotti. That's cool. Hey, guess what? We just got Locatelli. There's the fuck you move. Like <laughs> there has to be a high marquee signing. Like like once uh-huh. again, I need the fuck you signing. Like to the rest of the English Premier League. And that's uh-huh. like Tara Martinez or someone like Locatelli. It has to be a big name, a, a name that everybody wants. I mean, yes, Roma wants Belotti. That's cool. But like I mean, you don't see Man City going for Belotti. You don't see it. Like, no, no offense to Belotti. Once again, I'm not trying to, like, this be like the bashing hour for Belotti, but I just need someone of higher caliber. Latara Martinez has been, has been one of those guys that's been mislabeled as the next Messi. So, like, we, you know, we need somebody, like, something big, big splash move. And, and I, I, once again, someone like Latara Martinez or somebody like Locatelli, I feel fits that description. Okay. All right. I mean, that's like I said. That's that, it's. I under, I agree. I understand where you're coming from. Okay. All right. Pogba's agent. <laughs> what Edward? What? I'm just laughing. I can't. I, well, I can't laugh. Just, I feel can't like it. No, because I'm trying to get through these rumors, and you always have to say you have to always interrupt me. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Pogba's agent to offer Pogba. To Liverpool. Wow, I wonder how I wonder how Kelsey feels about that one. I mean, it's a rumor, but, but yeah. Sevilla plays eighty million price tag for Kounde. Hmm. Okay. So he's yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's it, a- he's a, he's younger, and he's a good center back. I'm not saying anything against it. I mean, right now, you know, Rafael Varane is forty one million. But to be fair, going to his younger, so I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but okay. I mean, Sevilla want, want, wants that bag is basically what they're saying. Uh, Carvajal extends with Real Madrid till twenty twenty five. So I like that. I mean, I like Carvajal. So yeah, uh, he's up there. I mean, me and him are the ex- same exact age, so I could definitely tell you where. He, <laughs> how old is he? I don't know. Will he be there till twenty twenty five? Probably not, but. Um, it, it, you know, that's a contract extension. That's that's really a, like he can still get transferred. That's, that's not a guarantee. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want a reference, Thiago Silva signed an extension to AC Milan, and then 
literally after he signed it, he went to PSG. So it, it happens. This is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Juventus to step up for Locatelli. So they're pushing even harder to get Locatelli, which is why I'm saying that's a fuck you signing if Arsenal go get some. <laughs> All right. Manchester City to offer $100 million for Jack Grealish. What? $100 million for Jack Grealish. Yeah. I, I was reading Where about does he play? Shit. Where do you put him? I don't know. Not for $100 million. But where do you put him? Like, Man City is reading. stacked. Yeah, Man City is stacked. They don't... I don't know. I don't know what Pep is thinking. Like, is he going to play in the, on the left or is he going to be in the midfield? Uh, well, could it be? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just even. I'm just like. All right. Anyways, so we're just speechless. So we'll continue on. Ben White joins Arsenal for fifty million. I like this move. He's a young center back. Has a lot of. Ex- has experience that for, for his age, he has a lot of experience. I think this is a good move for Arsenal. I think hopefully he's starting. That's all I gotta say. Hopefully he's starting. But um, no, I, I like that move. Uh, Liverpool signed Alexander Arnold to a long term deal. So you know, guys are trying to trying to keep their guys. Aston Villa's thirty million offer for Leon Bailey has been agreed. So it looks like they had to increase their offer from twenty five million to thirty million, but it has been agreed. So we could be seeing okay. Leon Bailey at Aston Villa. Manchester United nice. are favorites for Saul as Asian flies to England. Damn. <laughs> wow. So that midfield's about to get a little scary looking. Yup. Leeds United interested in Adama Traore. Uh, maybe this is this is the, the transfer window where he finally gets sent to another club, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Juventus is close to getting Cairo Jorge of Santos. We'll definitely keep an eye out for that one. Once again, a young Brazilian yeah. player that plays over in Brazil from Santos. Usually that's most of the time usually means that that player is probably going to be pretty good. I mean, if you think of players from Santos that went to Europe, yeah. Neymar is one of them. But um, my dumbass was, was Robinho. Robinho was as well. My dumbass was about yeah. to say Pele, but I was like, oh, nope, 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 because he went to the What about, what about, <laughs> yeah, what about, um, what about Alexander Pato? Or did he start off in Milan? I really don't know. Because I think a, he either came out of Palmeiras uh, or Santos. I think he either came, nah, maybe I'm mistaken. He might have came out of uh, Mineiros, I think. But Alexander Pato was basically one of those kids, like a one kin or. He was really, really good for his age. It's just a lot of injuries and stuff. But sorry, go ahead. No, now you got me looking up Alexander Pato, so I gotta get this one done. No, that's that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> he, he played at International. International, okay. And then after International, literally one year in there, AC Milan picked him up. All right. Anyways. Uh, style transfer depends on Paul Pogba to be transferred for Manchester United. So Paul Pogba, depending on what happens with his PSG deal or uh, apparently Liverpool in the mix, um, depending on what they can do with his Pogba transfer, 
is gonna is gonna dictate whether or not they go after Saul. Well, yeah, I mean, it just, uh, I mean, that just depends. I mean, it, it depends. Basically, that's what actually what I was thinking too. It depends if Paul Pogba ends up leaving. Then at that point, you kind of do have to have that. Uh, <clears throat> allow me to take the words of a good friend of mine. A fuck you signing. <laughs> so, it, I, think, I don't know, I, think man. So I, don't, be, I don't think Paul Pogba is like. There's not that much allure anymore with Paul Pogba, to be honest. Um, I mean, mainly because Manchester United kind of ruined him. Uh, Everything that he's built with Juventus was destroyed from his time at Manchester United. No offense. Um, No, as a player, honestly, though, not really, not necessarily. It's like you can't really blame the guy. Quality of a player. I'm not blaming him. I'm saying it's Manchester United's fault. Exactly. This is what same thing thing that happened with Di Maria when Di Maria went to Manchester United. His, his his everything just plummeted for him because he just wasn't a good fit for Manchester United, and then he goes to PSG but, and then becomes be and then he, he's a star again. And, and I feel like yeah, that's gonna ha- the same thing's gonna happen to Pogba. Pogba just wasn't good at, at Manchester United. I just don't think either he just didn't fit with whatever man, which had a bunch of managers with Paul Pogba, but it just wasn't a good fit for him from the beginning. As soon as he came in. Like his, the right. best thing that would have happened for him was him to stay put at Juventus, or or go elsewhere because Manchester United was just a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. Uh, for yeah. Him. So the money, this, this, the this money is was not, talking. This is not me saying that Paul. The reason why Paul, I don't rate Paul Pogba that high anymore, is because of Paul Pogba. It's because of Manchester United has dropped his stock. The reason why his value has decreased since he signed that huge, massive transfer. Well, he didn't sign it, but went. Juventus signed that massive transfer for him to go to Manchester United. The reason why it dropped is because Manchester United just never knew how to use him right. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Don, Danny Vandebeek, you know, they ended up having him and now you're like, okay, you guys paid all this money for him. Use him. And nope, nothing. Yeah, because I mean, he just doesn't find, he, they, they don't give him a chance to get, get in for him. Um, so yeah, same thing with Vanderbeek. I mean, it's not Vanderbeek's fault. I don't think he's a bad player. I think it's just Manchester United just 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 doesn't know how to use him. Yeah. But yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. All right. Xhaka is staying at Arsenal, says Arteta. Hmm. So the player you want gone. Manager does not. Right. Okay. How do you feel about that? Okay. <laughs> no, no, not, not doing it. Not, not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Okay, not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. We're, all right, moving on. Moving on. Atletico Madrid prepare for Trippier's exit to Manchester United. Oh. Liveramento to Southampton for $5 million. Once again, another Chelsea youngster <laughs> going elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Newcastle interested in Ramsey. Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, so, yep, that, that, that's going on. Uh, Harry Kane did not show up to training. What? Holy! Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, 
Oh, well, we already mentioned this earlier. Bayern Munich interested in Chelsea Stalko. Once again, another, yeah. another Chelsea youngster that it looks like they're going to be going. Who says no to Bayern Munich is basically what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and I'll wrap things up, Chelsea want Lukaku. Damn. They want to bring him back. Hmm. I mean, this is how he's doing, so... Man, that's crazy. This guy has played for, well, obviously Everton played, was a, was actually, a, I believe he was a Chelsea player, correct? Uh, he was a Man- Manchester United player uh, for a while. And like, no, what, no, 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 I know that, but I, originally he was a Chelsea player, correct? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I think so, yeah. Because I think he was there with his brother, right? I, or I no? Th- I think so. Yeah, he was a Chelsea player. Then he was on loan to West Bromwich and Everton. Then Everton picked him up. Then Man U. So, so yeah. All right. So that is the transfer rumors. Um, yep, that's what's happened. Been going on lately. We'll see what happens, and let's see what who gets signed to where uh, when we get there. But all right, our headlines. And we're going to go straight to Barcelona, Edward. No, here we go. He likes versus Barcelona. So, if you guys yeah. don't know, we we mentioned, we touched we touched up on him a few times already. Um, he likes is a promising uh, midfielder, I, I believe. Um, I think they give him like the po- like Pogba levels of like quality of player that he could be. That's like his comparison. You know, obviously these yeah. are prospects. We don't know where, where or how they're actually going to be until they, you know, they're playing and they're at their prime years. But uh, someone that's been very closely compared to Paul Pogba, um, said to be one of their mo- most talented graduates of La Masea. Um, he's he still has a one. He has one year left on his contract, but Barcelona wants to get him cemented and keep him as a Barcelona player now. Um, and he he has he just hasn't agreed to a deal, um, and Barcelona is kind of putting some pressure on him as he has not been able to play for a friendly since these contract disputes has been happening. So he hasn't gotten a chance to play, uh, you know, get in sync with his teammates. Once again, he's still under contract. He has a one. He still has one year on his contract. He should technically be playing, but because of the fact that he has not. Accepted a, a new deal with Barcelona. He's been ruled out of friendlies, and he has not been getting a very good reception, as because as he has been receiving a lot of racial abuse through social media, mainly because of the contract situation. Um, and even the guy even put it on his TikTok, showed like you know put show some of the some of the messages that he gets because of what's going on. Um, and and oh, yeah. with an incendio, um, which seriously is what that's what incendio means. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's it, I I don't want to. Okay, well, technically, I guess you could say it's Barcelona fans because who else would be mad about a Barcelona player not not accepting a contract? Um, it, it, yeah, it's just it's just not a good look. Um, and, and I mean, you know, a lot of people were speculating because of what the what teams are currently like rumored around him, and that is. Teams like Manchester City, 
Chelsea. And, and the big one, the one that everyone thinks is like completely behind why he hasn't agreed on a contract, Real Madrid. There's like a lot of theories behind that Real Madrid are like, look, man, just you know, finish your year out and then we'll bring you to Real Madrid and you'll be our future star, uh, our everything. Look how look where our midfields is. Like we're gonna be moving on from this guy and that guy. So there's a good shot that you can make this team. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, wh- what people. Been- I don't know if Ramajir are really behind this. I, I think this is just people coming up with theories. Even though, I mean, Real Madrid has taken Barcelona prospects before. I mean, Marco Asensio is one of those guys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what do you think, Ever? What do you think? All that's going on with Elex. I mean, I know that there's more teams that are rumored with him, um, but. But if you're in Barcelona's situation, what do you try to do? Do you try to get this deal, like get a contract done, or maybe just transfer him well, and, and and get something out of get something for him? Well, that's the thing. I mean, do you know how much you would be getting for? Is the question is, is financially speaking, and then financially speaking, apparently, like his representatives I mean, are also trying to get like outrageous I mean, salary I mean, demands. Right, if we're gonna if we're gonna judge that, all right. So I believe Livramento is like the number one prospect for Chelsea. Like, the number one youth, right. youth academy player for Chelsea. I think he got, player, like, youth player of the year or something like that for Chelsea. He, for and obviously we just, we mentioned it just earlier, but uh, he's going to Southampton for $5 million. That's your, your, Chelsea's number one youth academy player. Now, I know Chelsea isn't known for, for their youth academy. Obviously, we don't talk about the illustrious Chelsea Youth Academy like that. <laughs> and obviously we're talking about La Masea. Uh, but I'm just yeah. st- stating, like, if we were going to compare apples to apples, or I guess this case is more apples to oranges, since these are two completely different things, because I guess once again, La Masea ha- holds a different pedigree versus Chelsea's Youth Academy. No, no offense to Chelsea Youth Academy, just that's what it is. But I would say roughly $5 million is probably the, the, the starting price. If, if you were looking after Elex or I don't think anybody's going to go out there and give seventy million or thirty million. No, they're not. Maybe not even fifteen million for Elax. I don't think like that's because once again we're talking about youth youth players. Like it, it, it's a gamble in every sport. It's a gamble to invest in a youth player so early. I mean, if you do, it's because you know the it's not that big of a risk to take it, and it's like it's it's a low. It's a it's it's a very low offer that you know if it works out great if it doesn't well you didn't spend too much money on him um, and I don't think you're gonna I mean Elex I mean once again we know we hear all the comparisons we hear all, what he could be but the question is that what is he now and is he ready f- to be stepping onto the field and compete right away Yeah Well I mean I guess you could say Hmm. I, I wanna I wanna try to compare him to like Ansu Fati and see like what would what is his worth compared to you know when he was when he was coming out of La Masia. Okay, one, he, sec- he one second. Tec- oh, okay. One second, I got you. I mean, I, I mean I'm looking at it too, so are you on transfer market? I'm on, yeah, transfer market. Yeah, he says he's worth sixty-six million. Okay, well, yeah, but that's all right. If you're talking about like FC Barcelona to be seventeen years old, 
It was forty-four million. That's two years ago. Mm-hmm. Seventeen years old. Yeah. And um, let's see. Um, and, and right now, Moriba is valued at twenty-seven and a half million. Twenty-seven and a half million. Honestly, once, once again, this is based off of of transfermarket.us. Um, that's that's usually where everybody goes to 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 evaluate contra, uh, va- player valuations and all that. Right, right. Um, I think that's kind of high for even a prospect, honestly. Because um, uh, he'd have to, like, I guess you could say he would have to have, like, experience under his belt and stuff. And then with him not actually having the experience that, I guess, it, it would help him grow. Especially because of what's going on, you know, I, I, being in. I, I will also shoes, say it's one hell of a jump, though, because last year, like July twenty third, twenty twenty, last year when he was seventeen playing for FC uh, Barcelona B, it was five point five million, and, and now we're you know we're here today, and it's twenty seven point five. That's his value. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. that's it's true. It's a it's a jump, but. You're basically expecting to make wages that a first team player does as mates, and even then, I would say, like, I guess maybe because it's me, and maybe he. I'm not saying he's he's overvaluating himself, but I, I think he he's putting a little bit too much of the of the price tag on his on his name, mind you. A lot of uh, Barcelona players, when they first start out with the first team, the first year, they go still. They're still like I guess you'd call it their rookie contract. You know, there's like you said, like he still has that one year, and after that, you know, they will value him. If anything, um, for him, it's a hit or miss. It's like okay, I'll stay one year on this contract, but then if I show what I have and I bring it on, they'll go ahead and offer me a hell of a lot more money than what I was asking for. You know. If they see that they can build something around him or that he can actually bring the team up and he's actually a good support cast, just like how Ansu Fati is, then I think that would benefit him him as well and his agents, you know, whoever's representing him. It just, um, I guess I personally would say I would stick with the one year. But being Barcelona, you're kind of being pushed against the wall at that point, um, shoot, like tr- try to get as much as you can, if anything, or even, even, or even as- actually, like I don't know if it's possible. I guess it'd be like okay, you know. We'll, I don't know how he would take it if they're like, okay, we'll put you out on loan for the remainder of your contract. After this, you get to choose whether you want to stay with us or you get to leave. If they want to play hardball, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean think that's just... I think at this point, like either either he signs the deal or not, uh, and if he doesn't sign a deal, then you know, start hearing offers for him. Because I mean, he's eighteen, so I mean, at that point, you you should be probably playing at least playing uh, as a sub or or getting some looks with the first team. So. Right. I mean, at this point, like if he's if he's just not going to commit, um, 
and like if you get if you accept the deal, he accepts the deal, and that's great. You got yourself a player that that's rated as po- as a possible Pogba. But if if not, then you know just cut your losses and and just at least get something out of it rather than letting him just walk away. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, I mean it, that's the thing though. When you're playing hardball like that, you kind of have to be. I guess it's like playing poker. You kind of have to do the bluff on both sides as a mm-hmm. player and as the, the board of directors, as the team manager and everything. Yeah. But we'll, so, we'll, we'll keep an eye on what's going on there. Um, not, not a fan of the racial abuse that he's getting, but that's, no, just, that's, that's, just, just, wrong. that's just the world we live in now. So unfortunately, um, so things change. That's just that's how it's going to be. And even if people keep saying, you know, like let's stop racism, let's stop racism. It's it's, it's that's those that select few. Uh, I mean, the prime example. Look at Mexico. Uh, one, uh, they still can't figure out the concept of 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 these uh of these discriminatory breaks, the anti discrimination breaks that are been happening with them. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. But anyways, moving on, Edward. Patrick Mahomes. Are you familiar with Patrick Mahomes, Edward? Yes, sir. The Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. Well, so I don't know if you know this, but Patrick Mahomes has ownership of the Kansas City Royals, the baseball team. Nope, I did not know that. Yep. Um, kind of what happened. So you know, obviously he he signed that huge mega deal that he that he got with the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the massive ten year, almost half a billion dollar contract um, that he got, and he. Did he did what you what you, well what you should be doing um, when you, when with when you're young and you have uh, money is invest in it like make your money work for you and he's done that by obviously owning part of a baseball team and now he owns part of the sporting case these he owns part of sporting Casey I don't know why, wow. I, said, why, why I don't know why I put the but there, he's, he's, he joined the ownership group for sporting Kansas City. Um, which makes sense, you know. He, he already owns the Can- he owns part of the Kansas City Royals, and now he's gonna own part of Sporting Kansas City. I mean, he lives in Kansas City, so why not own have some have some part ownership of some of the teams in Kansas City? So that's pretty cool. Like, good good for him, honestly. Like that that's pretty cool. So and also fun fact: his wife is also part owner of Kansas City's NWSL team. Oh, nice. So they're so, they're. they're I, I don't know if there's any more Kansas City teams, but uh, be on the lookout because you know Pat, the Mahomes are coming off, they're coming after you. So, right, they're coming for a piece of you, which is great. The, the thing that I like about this because you know now Mahomes joins players like Russell Wilson, who own you know who has part of ownership of the Seattle Sounders, Kevin Durant, who owns part of the Philadelphia Union, Magic Johnson, LAFC, James Harden, the Houston Dynamo, Steve Nash, Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, running back for the Houston Texans now, uh, has is also ownership of DC United, um, and then obviously the celebrities Matthew McConaughey with Austin FC, uh, Will Ferrell with LAFC, our our legendary comic Drew Carey with Seattle Sounders. Um, you, you know, it's like he, it, it's great to see like these these top celebrities, like these top athletes, um, getting in with the MLS because I. Because you know, not only does it it does it help the MLS helps themselves obviously because you know they're once again like I said they're making their money work for them, you know like obviously whatever the the success of those clubs that's going to benefit them financially. Um, yeah. But or well, 
who's the who's the same what's going on with James Harden the Houston Dynamo, but uh, <laughs> but you know, like that's going for them. But also, you know, obviously now the clubs have these these top you know tier celebrities athletes to partner with them and help grow their brand. You know, like you you know you saw with the Houston Dynamo, they were. They were, you know, using they're using the James Harden brand, like they're using James Harden's logo and they're making shirts with Dynamo colors with James Harden's brand. Um, I don't know if that's what else is go- going on with everybody else. I don't know if there's that many. I don't know if any of all these athletes have their own lo- like their own logo and and brand themselves. But but that's what I'm saying. Like now you have this partnership and this is growing the brand. The brand and obviously, if done right, helps grow the game in in the country. Oh, and then uh, what was I going to tell you? I was like, maybe Austin FC has those green shirts that have all right, all right, all right on them. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, but if not, then uh, let's get the, let's, get, let's get the patent. <laughs> let's get the patent on that. So, well, actually, I guess technically uh, Matthew McConaughey has the rights to all right, all right, all right. But let's uh, if we can find a way to somehow manage to keep the rights of the idea. So Austin FC has to at least buy the our stupid idea. Well, I guess you're at least for, so we can get some. I mean, it would be make, it would be make cool. our money work for us, right? Yeah, there you go. Pen, uh, what you call it? Pen and penny. Just say, just say, <laughs> pen, penny, pen, pen, penny, penny. There we go. That's uh, what you call it? What, 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 what was it like? If we didn't learn from uh, the Simpsons, if we didn't learn anything from the Simpsons, all we know is that we must yell out pen and penny, and there's no way anyone can was, take it. That was the office. I was also the office. No, the office never said that. No, they they said uh, they color out. code TM. What was that on the office? Yeah, whenever he was like, "I'll give you part one and part two, and then I'll let you figure out part three later." Of oh, my of idea his, of his idea that, that yeah. And then he was like, "I I was thinking about like copyright, but I wasn't thinking oh, about yeah. that because I." Hey, I, ben, I, ben, I ben, 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 ben. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that part. I wasn't thinking about like, oh, my, here's my four step plan, you know. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but no, I know honestly though, like it, it's good for Patrick Mahomes, like for him to be doing stuff like, like you said, for the for the town that he plays in, and he's actually investing in the town itself in that way, in a whole different uh, field. No, that's great, man. I mean, obviously they had a lot of they had you had the the footage of, of him in uh. You know, hanging out with the supporters at Kansas City. Kansas City just has like no, I, as much as you know, I, at least I deem Sporting KC as a rival to the Houston Dynamo, just because of the Eastern Conference Finals matchups that the Dynamo have had, and also they've had some really good playoff matches with them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but you know, seeing that, and um, but they have one of the best atmospheres. I think, like from watching the games from their like at you know when you see the games at their, you know, on TV from their stadium. Like the crowd's always good. Like it just like even with, well, right now for the Gold Cup, where you know you the U.S. men's national team was playing over in Kansas City, and and the crowd was solid. It was just energetic. You know, you could tell like they were fe- the players were feeding off of the support that Sporting Kansas City that the Sporting Kansas City fan base had over there at that stadium. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I think I think Patrick Mahomes made a great choice. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, like I said, he's probably trying to stick with Kansas City, which is a smart move by him. Um, you know, try to keep gaining the love of the fans, but no, yeah, great move for him. I don't know if there's any other sports teams in Kansas City, um, but if there is, like I said, watch out because like the Mahomes clan is is looking to 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 buy all the teams because, uh, like I said, uh, his wife also owns the 
the, the, the women's team, the, the NWSL team at Kansas City as well. And wouldn't it be cool if he, like, somehow ends up buying the Chiefs and then, like, they end up, he ends up being the quarterback, but at the same time, he's, like, the owner. So it's kind of like you're living I'm, your dream as an as a owner. Like, you know, you know how a bunch he, of... He would, be, he would be Will Ferrell in, in, uh, in uh, what was that basketball movie that he was in? Semi-pro? Semi-pro. Because that was Will Ferrell. He was the he was the owner, owner and player of the Flint, oh, yeah. of the Flint Tropics. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he would essentially. I mean, he's got the hair. So I mean, he he, he def, <laughs> like you know he's 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 semi pro. <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, no, that's a that's, that's it's really exciting, man. I, I I can't wait to see what one more. I was really hoping DeAndre Hopkins would, would join the Dynamo ownership group. Just, <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty bad. I love DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, man, that hurts. That still hurts to say. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to uh, more of a, uh, yeah. Let's move. Let's move on to a different topic. It's not going to be a happier one. Man, this is I like what is this like the episodes where there's going to be like things that are going to just piss me off that I don't want to say anything. Is that what it is? Anyways. I think so because even the next topic is going to be a little bit of a, yeah, a little nail biter for you. We're going to have to talk about it regardless. All right, so the last headline is the Super League. <laughs> the, the <laughs> I'm sorry, League. can you say that again, sir? The 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 alleged can you super, say that the the alleged Super League. I'm going to put air quotes on the Super part, but the Super League. Um, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus have avoided the UEFA sanctions in a legal case. So the court found that UEFA's threats uh, of you know, punishing the, the 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 alleged teams of the Super League, um, there there so there won't be any punishment, um, and uh, basically Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Juventus got the green light to continue to try to make the Super League a thing. Huh. And uh. th- th- so obviously they all made this this joint announcement. They all. Posted it on their on their social medias or whatever. However, people get news of from of those clubs specifically, um, and obviously they were like, "Oh, we're you know we're happy of this decision, and we're we're, we're glad to know that." Oh, I just had a big yawn. All right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, pause for effect. Pause for effect. <laughs> Anyways, so that how they were thrilled with the decision, and they're relieved that they will no longer be bullied by the by UEFA. Um, uh, basically, we're saying a lot. Of, like, basically, we're just doing their own victory lap, like we are about USA winning the Gold Cup. Um, yeah, and so, oh, man. And, and so, basically, that's what they all would do. But the one thing that I took from that stupid statement that that these three made was the fact that these guys had the audacity to call UEFA monopolistic. They called UEFA a monopoly. Which they're not wrong. They're not wrong by that. But it, that it's literally the Spider Man meme, like this, you know, Spider Man pointing at Spider Man. Yep, yep, yep. There's like literally, exactly. there's literally no way anybody else can enter this league, besides just being the, not the. Apparently, there's gonna be 15 set teams, and then five teams that get to qualify. No matter what, there's always going to be 15 teams that are going to be in this alleged Super League. That is a monopoly. <laughs> like every, and then also not only that, but I, what was it like four four hundred million or some shit about like how much money they're going to get per game? So like, you're the monopoly. 
Like, I'm just like, okay, like I get it if you're if you're pissed off of a wave of stress. Like, let, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you the Champions League is perfect, but I mean, Champions League did change some things to make you happy, and yet you're like, oh, that's not enough. And, and what you guys want is like, I just want to be guaranteed every year that I'm gonna be in a tournament. That's what you want. That's what you want, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus. Let's call it for what it is. But to call, but have the audacity to play it off like UEFA is the only monopoly here. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like you, you know, maybe it's time to realize that your shit, you know, that you actually your shit does stink because <laughs> it stinks. It stinks bad. Like at least own up to it that you're not trying to save the game. You're trying to save your bank accounts. That's all you want. If if, if that's what honestly, if all these teams just admitted, like we just want money. I'll be like, okay, that's fair. I'm not gonna be mad at you for. But when you say this BS about, oh, we're trying to improve the game, you're not. You're not improving the game. Like, far from it. But regardless of all this, man, the Super League is still alive, apparently. Uh, I'm not thrilled with it. I mean, obviously, you guys can tell I'm not thrilled with it at all. Um, but, I mean, it's it's down the road. Who knows? I mean, obviously, if Arsenal's in it, I'm going to want them to win it. Same thing with Real Madrid. Probably rather have Real Madrid win it than Arsenal, to be fair. But... It's just stupid, man. It, it's it's stupid. Like all this is just dumb. Um, I think honestly, like they if they could have gone away with their statement if they didn't call away for a monopoly and try to play it off as if that's they're that's the only monopoly. Because uh, I think as if no one was gonna catch that. Like Jesus Christ. Anyways, Edward, you want to say something? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw you go on a rant, and I was over here like, hmm, well then. But no, you're right. I mean, it's like you said, they're saving their own pockets. They're saving their own wallets. And what sucks is like, I guess you could say it gives those teams a little bit of life to focus on that than to focus on the club in itself. So now these guys are going to be like, hey, it's kind of like a, I guess you could say it's kind of like an open door policy. Kind of like, okay, here's the door. Go through it, do what you will, and then it's just—I have no idea what's going to happen. Now it's basically like just waiting for that train wreck to happen. Of like, is this going to go through, or is this just going to crash and burn? Or like, uh, now I'm just like, God. At first, I was like, okay, this is dead. It's no longer. It, it doesn't matter with all these um, threats, fines. Like, okay, we're we're going to go into legal action, kind of stuff, but. Now, with UEFA being basically like, okay, you guys have to stop, then these teams, these super teams are basically like, okay, we're going to go ahead and move on with our plan anyways. Like, wait, what? This was still in the works? Like, huh? Like, <laughs> like, I, I, I look like my, I look like my kids, honestly, like my, my kids, when you kind of like tell them something real quick and they're like, they just look at me like, huh? What's that, daddy? Like, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, I'm just like, huh? What? Uh, huh? Like, that, yeah. That, yeah I was like, taking, yeah, I was, I'm just like, oh gosh. I was like, now this is going to happen. Like, now I'm just like, at first I'm like excited. I'm like, okay, everything's basically going back to normal. Wefa stated the new rules, stated the new everything. But now I'm just like, oh crap, this is going to happen. It's kind of like, but, but the the dumb part of all this is that basically UEFA 
fixed, well, fix. I'm going to put a, you know, once again, air quotes on this. Asterisk. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say asterisk. I'm just going to fix whatever, what, what they thought needed to be fixed. And, um, it, it's not improved. Like, I mean, it, cause you know, we talked about like the, the way the new format for the champions is, is it bad? No. I mean, you know, it, it obviously opens up to like you for sure at least get the best teams to go into the knockout rounds. But, uh, and then it also gives any other team like, hey, you may not finish this great, but you still have a shot to go on to the knockout rounds. So I like that. But the thing is, is just at the end of the day, they basically gave the Super League what they wanted because that was essentially the format that the Super League wanted anyways. And, um, and then they even added like, okay, there's going to be a few new spots so that way we can, you know, the teams that maybe didn't finish in a certain place still could get in. Um, you know, so it's like, it's like they're still trying to kind of pander to the teams that 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 were allegedly in the Super League. Um, but it's just, it's, I don't know what, what they're trying to do. I mean, at this point, I'm just, I'm just like, it, they, they won't. It's like that kid that just won't stop. They just won't. Exactly. They won't shut up until they finally get like that toy or that that candy that that they're probably not even gonna really use. Like uh, that toy that they're probably not gonna play as soon as they get home. They might play for like a little bit and then they stop. Play- they get bored of it and they want something new. Or or that candy that they 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 probably take like two bites into it and then they leave it on the table. You know, kind of thing. Like it's just kind of like. It's like, uh, what do you do at this point? Do you just give them the give them the fucking candy or do you just or you, you you hold you know do you hold strong stay strong like you know stay on your stance or you just give in? And I feel like at this point, the wave is probably just gonna give in. Yeah, pretty much. I, I feel like that's. Do you, do you okay? Do you think that they're just waiting for this to just burn down on its own? I think so. Like it, you know, uh, also another perfect analogy is that that teenager that's very adamant about that car that they want to buy. Even though you tell them, like, I don't think that's the car you want to buy because it's like, it's probably terrible financially for you. Uh, the gas is going to suck, but they're like really adamant. No, that this is the car I want. And you're like, okay, all right. You know, but if it, if it, if it, if it's not what it, it, what you wanted, you know, that's, you made your choice. You know, it's kind of one of those, like, you know, this is, this is what you want to do. Now you gotta, you gotta sleep in it. You know what I mean? You made your mess. Now you gotta sleep in it. So maybe, maybe that's the thing. You gotta give them that, that, that tough love and let them learn on their own. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, that, that's a, it's kind of like to me. I guess you could say it's kind of like with kids and building blocks. You sometimes they'll just start building it up. It looks good. It looks good. Starts getting wobbly. They still keep building it up. Starts wobbling. All of a sudden, they're trying to hold it up, and then all of a sudden, it just falls down. And they just have that whole the, the top piece just grabbing onto it. They're like, "Oh no!" And you're, I think that's basically what's what's happening right sounds, now. They're sounds just like, very, we're waiting sounds very relatable to you. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's why I use that uh, analogy right there. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah. So, Super League is still a thing. So, that's all you got to know about that. We'll, we'll see what happens yeah. as, as, as time continues with Super League. I feel like it's like watching Dragon Ball Z. And now, let's stop. We'll really keep going. Find out next time on Super Cubsy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like a few episodes just to get to the end of it. It, it just it is what <laughs> it is, basically. All right, man. Today, all right, the debate topic. So, before we get going with the debate topic, we got a new partner alert. That is correct. 
the Unhinged Sports Network and Insert Name FC have partnered with Swift Lifestyles. Swift Lifestyles is basically uh, a, a supplement company that uh, is catered to gamers. So they provide basically energy uh, energy uh, drinks that they, they give you like a powder that you could obviously put in water and then it, it, it makes an energy drink for you. And they also offer gummies. It's, it, it helps you to help your mind, keep you focused. Um, it's not. It's more than just for gamers, but obviously that's what they cater to. Um, we are now probably partnered with uh, with Swift Lifestyles. And if you go to their website, swiftlifestyles.com, and when you make a purchase on the checkout, if you put the code insert name FC at checkout, you will get a 15% discount. So once again, swiftlifestyles.com. Once again, enter the code insert name FC and get yourself a 15% discount and help us out. Yes, sir. I'm actually going to try it out. So we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. I'll let you know on the next uh, stream how, we'll get, how we'll, to go we'll, this. And we'll give you a product review. Yeah. All right. I love so, these things anyway. So. All right. So today's debate topic. Once again, it is now posted on our social media. Once again, at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and it's right there. You can see it. Look right now. Believe it or not. Go ahead. Check it out. I'll wait. You see it? You happy? All right. Anyways, so <laughs> you can go ahead and put your thoughts on that on on those posts. You can tell us what you, how you feel, what you think, because um, we love to hear that as well. If you guys have an idea of, of a debate topic that you would like to be featured on a future episode, well, send it to us at, as a personal message once again on Instagram or Twitter at InstagramFC. Or you can actually put it on the post. And if we like it, we will feature in a future episode, even give you a shout out, not only on the episode, but also on the, uh, when we post it on social media. And that's basically it. So Edward, today's debate topic. All right. CONCACAF Gold Cup. It's over. USA beat Mexico. That happened. But one thing that was really puzzling to at least a lot of people that either just don't know about soccer or just don't follow Gold Cup or don't follow CONCACAF. Um, Qatar was in this tournament. And a lot of people weren't really sure as to why Qatar was in the tournament. Um, I mean, it was plain as day as why they were in the tournament. I mean, if you looked at the, at the sidelines, if you looked at the goal lines, you saw Qatar Airways like everywhere. Um, so, yeah. So that was the reason why. Like- even in the last last night's match, they even stepped on it when the goalkeeper was about to go kick the ball. He stepped on the Qatar Airways sign by accident, of course. Yeah, exactly. So, if you guys wanted to realize, well, now you know that's one of the reasons why. But, uh, but anyway, so they invited Qatar to compete in the Gold Cup. Um, and my question to you, Edward, is well, the debate topic is Edward: Did Qatar playing in the in the Gold Cup benefit Concacaf? Hmm. Yes, I think it did. Um, and let me tell you why. So, I think it, it benefited CONCACAF because it actually did put them out there uh, in the sense of... Um, you, you told me Qatar was actually the Asian Cup winner, right? Yeah, the 2019 like they won the, Yeah, 2019 Asian Cup winner. So, by actually beating that team... It lets you know, like, hey, they can they can stand up to a, a champion, you know. Even if it's not like, oh, 
Italy, Spain, you know, um, Germany. But it also gives the players that are in the CONCACAF to put their name out there. As in um, maybe European teams or Asian teams are looking, like Asian club teams are going to be looking at, you know, the Qatar players. But it also gives them like a little glimpse of, hey, this is what, you know, for example, El Salvador offers. This is what U.S. offers, Costa Rica, you know, like like these teams that you would not really see a lot of these players out there. So in a sense, it benefits CONCACAF players, but it also gives, it puts an eye, like maybe, you never know, um, maybe the... Um, who knows, uh, the, the Eastern European uh, champions might actually want to show up to one of the Copa America, um, you know, like one of one of those... The uh, Eastern one European of those, champions? Uh, you know what I'm trying to say, bro. Like, one, one, it could be even Greece. You know, they might actually want to show up to a Copa Oro just to, just to be in a CONCACAF champions, just to show up. Maybe it'll open up the, the limelight, like, a little bit more. And more, and they see that if they can stack up to these teams, they'll be like, okay, you know, we kind of put some risk, respect, respect through, like, kind of like respect on my name. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like that. You know, like it puts the Concacaf teams on there, the Concacaf teams countries uh, out there, along with Conembol, and you know, so just um, with the UEFA teams. So I, I feel like that's also a good way to demonstrate that we like as a, as a CONCACAF, they have the ability to, to stack up to those teams, even if they're looked down on, like just, just like, for example, how you say that Keylor now also looked down just cause he's from CONCACAF, you know, he's not from, Oh, like European. He's not looked at as one of those top tier goalkeepers. Like he's not number one. He's not like top three, basically up there. Just because of that, just because of where he's from, and, and I mean, I, I agree. Like it's just it's a, it's possible for you to be up there as a number one, but still be from Concacaf. You know, yeah, no. So, so that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like it gets more exposure. Like these players get more exposure out there. It's not a world class stage like the World Cup, but still, you know, I'm pretty sure some. Some Asian teams were looking at it. Okay, we're like, okay, we got to go back to Qatar just because they're from Asia. Just how everybody's like, okay, we got to back Mexico, we got to back El Salvador, we got to back USA, you know, just because that's the teams that the majority of us, Honduras, like they were, they were basically backing up these because they're like, we can't let Qatar win this one. You know, like we, we have to stack up to these guys. You know, it's this Copa Oro. We, we, cannot, we cannot let them win our cup. So everybody was trying to go against them. But I'm pretty sure the Asian countries were like, okay, let's watch Qatar, see what they have to offer. But they also bring, you know, to view the CONCACAF countries, the CONCACAF teams, and like the players themselves. And I'm pretty sure some caught some eyes, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, obviously, I feel like this is a, a, big, a big risk for CONCACAF because obviously... Um, it's a great a great partnership with Qatar Airways to to get some revenue into into the Concacaf, especially after twenty twenty. You know, any any an opportunity to get more money, which I'm I'm all for it. Obviously, to improve Concacaf, but um, 
Yeah, it was a big risk. Obviously, it, it wasn't going to be a good look if Qatar comes in and, and wins the whole thing. You know that that yeah. that would that would speak very a lot of volumes of the quality that Concacaf is. Even though, like, I think if you don't know about Qatar, you're just not going to know how good this team is because you know, like I said, they won the 2019 uh, uh, Asian Confederation uh, Trophy, and then you know they did pretty well in Copa America in 2019 as well. So it, they're you know they're getting better. I mean, um, I know they have a former La Masea, uh, like the guy that, that that's the coach of, of Qatar. He he has a, a link, you know he has his, his, he used to be with La Masea, like that was where he coached at. So he has a good idea of how to manage these guys, and I do believe that he was part of like uh, of building up the youth system in in Qatar, and then eventually he became the the manager for Qatar. So a lot of the guys that are playing for Qatar right now are guys that he developed. So, you know, that's, 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 if that, you want to see a favorable position, that's definitely a great position to go into because you know these guys, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know how to get the best out of these guys. And, and I think Qatar just came in and, and were really good. Obviously, they won their group, uh, they managed to the semifinal. Uh, but I think not one game, I mean, uh, maybe Granada was like their easier game. Because I mean, against Panama, it was a battle. It was a three-three draw against Panama. Honduras, I believe oh, yeah. they, they beat Honduras three to two. So I mean, they 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 fought with at least teams that you would imagine they would fight with. You know, Panama was a battle. Honduras was a battle. They won, but it was a battle. El Salvador, that was a battle. Like USA, uh, they battled with the U.S. Obviously, that's where it ended for them because obviously USA won the Gold Cup, uh, which beat Mexico, but. Once again, like I think the the thing was, I feel like a lot of people were worried that Qatar was going to go in and blow out everybody. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not saying that Qatar can't do that. I mean, any team can blow out anybody, but I think you saw a lot of improvement from Concacaf. You've seen Panama get better and better each year since we watched the Gold Cup. We've seen Honduras get better and better each year as we watched them in the Gold Cup and also in the Nations League. Uh, Costa Rica will, will, you know, they're kind of like dwindling, all, but at the same time, like, there's some promise there as well. El Salvador, complete change around. And for the fa- fact that they, they went toe to toe with Mexico and then they went toe to toe with Qatar, almost came back and beat Qatar. Uh, I, I think, you know, like, yeah, Qatar got the results, but it was n- not one game was easy for Qatar. Thank you. So, um, I think it, it did look good for them. Like you played really good against a champion. Even if you lost, you played good against a champion. Um, so I, yeah, no, I think Qatar coming to the Concacaf one financially helped benefited from them because of Qatar, the, the partnership with Qatar Airways. But I, I think Qatar, you know, they brought something different. You know, teams had to step their game up. They had to study what this team does. You know, like you couldn't go in there blind. Like you had to know. And I mean, Give props to El Salvador because they played a friendly against Qatar because they wanted like you, like I'm sure Qatar wanted to get an idea of what to expect from a Central American country, but I'm sure El Salvador was taking notes and obviously those notes worked out for them at least for a little bit. But no, yeah, I think I think I think Qatar benefited. I think there was so many concerns about having Qatar there, but honestly, I'll give props to Qatar, man. This is this is what you should be doing when people don't know you, like. You know, like no one knows what Qatar can do, especially because they're hosting the World Cup 
in 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 a little bit over a year, they're going to be hosting the World Cup. Um, right. So they have to get ready. You know, like we've never seen Qatar anywhere. We've never seen. You know, we don't watch the Asian Confederation Trophy, in the tournament that they have over at the at the Asian uh, Football Confederation. We don't. We don't. You know, they they went in and played in Copa America, so they got a taste of South America. Now they're playing in CONCACAF to get a taste of North America as well. Th- that is smart. If you get a chance to get invited to another confederations tournament, I mean, go by all, I mean, U.S. does it all the time when they get invited to Copa America. Same thing with Mexico. Like, yeah. it's a smart thing to do. You want to test out the competition because you got to play them eventually. And I think it was smart. Exactly. I think Qatar was very smart. I think um, Qatar right now is playing chess while everybody's playing uh, tic-tac-toe. It, like, that's how smart of a move I think that Qatar, Qatar has been. Um, I'm, I'm sure because one, they, you know, obviously there's, there's right now a current thing right now. If you're the host of, of the World Cup, you normally move on to the, to the knockout rounds. And I'm sure they don't want to be that team that doesn't make it to the knockout rounds. So, you know, I, I think I give props to Qatar. I think they played great. I think CONCACAF stepped up. I think CONCACAF really did step up. Like even though they they lost they they lost you know people lost their game no, the games against them they it was competitive and they played all throughout I would have loved to have seen what Qatar could have done against Mexico but you know that didn't happen and the USA beat them so <laughs> but yeah no I totally agree I think I think this benefited Concacaf yeah so <clears throat> I'm I mean in the end I think we both agree that it was a benefit financial wise and you know I. Uh, giving them a, a reason to step up, like you said, and then me saying, you know, it was a, it was a limelight, like they put you on the spot and then you had to bring out what you had. Uh, it was also, I guess you could say putting the spot as a country, but also individually, individually, uh, as a players. So, yeah. Yep. All right. So that is the debate topic. Obviously you guys can respond to our thoughts. Obviously it's posted on social media. So Instagram, Twitter, at InstagramFC. The, the the image is right there. You can go ahead and, and put in your two cents. What do you think? What do you, what were your thoughts about it? Um, and obviously, if you guys have an idea for a future debate topic, make sure you guys drop it on that post as well, or you can send us a personal message once again on Instagram and Twitter at insertnamefc. So that is it. That is the debate topic. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with game recaps. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are insertnamefc. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. All right, game recaps. We got to obviously start out with the 2021 CONCACAF Gold Cup Final, where the U.S. beat Mexico 1-0 in extra time. Mexico had 64% of the possession, Edward. Mexico also outshot the U.S. 22-14. to 14. Both of them had five shots on target. There was a total of 51 fouls committed in this game. Majority was on the U.S. To be fair, though, I feel like some of those, those foul calls are bullshit. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, a pretty, it was a pretty rough game. Like, after a while, it started getting it, that It was a CONCACAF. It was CONCACAF. No. Man, I mean, think about it. In the U.S.-Mexico game... Yeah, you know that was going to be rough after a while. 
No, yeah. I so, mean, the, the game was intense. Uh, I, props to Las Vegas. That crowd was electric. Everything. The energy was great. Um, I love I love all the guys in the sombreros. That's like that's the best part of watching Mexico play is just the guy that dressed up like an Aztec warrior. Um, all the, you know, and obviously when with the U.S. fans, that that one woman that dresses up like Wonder Woman. It's, oh it's, yeah, it's always a it's always great to see that the the kids are dressed up in full mariachi apparel. Like it's 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 just something about USA versus Mexico that you just the eagle man. The, the you know the American the bald eagle guy, so it's always great, it's always great. No complaints there for the crowd. I love the crowd. Um, yeah, no, Las Vegas, great stadium. Um, I don't know if I would ever go there myself, but great stadium. The atmosphere looked great. Maybe one day I'll decide to go. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm kind of iffy about going to Vegas, but we'll see. But yeah, no, it was an intense game. Um, it was really just you know not many. No one could really get into a groove. Like even though Mexico had a good possession of the of the game, they weren't really able to really get that finish. And obviously, twenty two shots and only five of them were on target should to tell you of just them not being able to like find those openings. Um, and then obviously, the injury of Hector Morono probably didn't help out either uh, for them to lose that guy that early into the game. But there was even a moment where. The U.S. was about to have to make a substitution with Eric Williamson. Uh, I think he got like a hit to the head and then got hit in the head again. Um, or was that Eric Williamson or was that or was that uh, Reggie Cannon? I don't know. Somebody got cleaned in the face by by Hector. Oh, once again, another game where Hector Herrera probably should should have gotten a red card, <laughs> but, but <laughs> he got a yellow card. He got a yellow card, but didn't get a red card. Um, yeah. But obviously, the goal, the, the obviously the one goal that decided this game was scored by Miles Robinson of Atlanta United at the 117 minute. And once again, this game went to extra time. So every yeah. three minutes before this, the extra time was over, before we had to think about going to penalties, Miles Robinson steps up with a beautiful... St- Kellen Acosta, by the way, I gotta say, phenomenal tournament. Everyone was very skeptic, including myself, about, about Kellen Acosta. And honestly, it was one of the shining, the shining spots on this USC... What I will have to say this though, both let's face it, Mexico and USA both not playing were very underperforming throughout this tournament. Um I don't know if it's if it's a, a indication of how, how much CONCACAF has improved or it's just the fact that they just didn't look good throughout this tournament. But it's one of those things. But yeah, no, <laughs> I mean what what would you say, Edward? I mean, honestly, it was just, uh, it was a pretty, I don't know, I honestly can't say. To me, I just, uh, the game itself, like the match itself, I, I loved it. Like, it was, it was gruff. It, uh, I don't know how, how to actually say it, not gruff, but it was, it was a rough, gritty. it was a rough match. It's, it's gritty, there you go, down to the gritty, to the itty bitty gritty. It was, it was that intense to me. And I kept, and the thing is, like, I was watching it. My room, my parents were watching it in the living room, and all I would hear is, oh, 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 like, ah, oh, get in there, and all this stuff. I would hear all kinds of shit. So, it, it, I mean, I was over here, like, excited, overjoyed, and everything, but yeah, I was, it was just a good, it was a good and test match. Like, uh, just the counterattacks themselves were, some of the plays were pretty badass to watch. I was like, to, un- to view, to view that unfold, you know? So, uh, 
it was a to me it was a it was a really really good final like uh that's something kind of how i guess you could say I'm, I'm not trying to put it out there but like how spain versus the netherlands that final how they went to extra time it was just decided by that one goal you know so it was just, it's just kind of like that but like you said three minutes before that was before going into penalties and it just that that header, bro. Like I was, uh, I was like, dude. I think I think we were. Just... I think we were all Jaucini at that moment. Jaucini just pointing at Miles Robinson, like his his reaction. I don't know if you got to see like Jaucini's reaction. The guy that was literally right next to Miles Robinson as the ball went into, went into the back of the net. Uh, but his reaction, I think, speaks what exactly everybody thought uh, of of that goal because. It, it, that was it, man. Like all that was missing was like beer, you know, beer being thrown at at Miles Robinson, which I don't think we saw that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it's crazy to think that the U.S. this summer started with beating Mexico in the Nations League final, and they end their summer with winning the Gold Cup, their seventh Gold Cup. So they are now one Gold Cup away from evening uh, with with Mexico with Mexico's eight. Yep, exactly. So I mean, it's uh, it, it's something to look forward to, basically, for the U.S. So um, for them to actually see if they can actually go ahead and do like a like a three P. Exactly. All so, right. All right, Eric. What's your game to recap? Okay, so my game to recap is actually one of your favorite teams, uh, Toluca's versus Tigres. Toluca and Toluca. I did not say Tolucas. Did I say Tolucas? You said, to, really, you, you said Tolucas. Uh, well, well, I'm, and, I'm anything, sorry. Anything for Salinas. Exactly. That's what I was feeling at right now. But uh, so it was Toluca versus Tigres. Um, Toluca actually beat Tigres three to one. So that's the reason why I, I guess you could say that was my game to recap because it was against Tigres. And Tigres is, is the favorite. To actually win, so to start off in apertura like this, it's not a good sign. And Toluca had fifty-eight percent of the possession. Tigres outshot them nineteen to sixteen. It wasn't, you know, a big deal, but it just goes to show that maybe the Frenchmen are the key players in Tigres because there was no Dalvin or Guignac. So yeah, could, that could be like, oh hey, you know, where's your two main guys? You know, uh, they're just chilling or something. Well, no, the, that just they, goes... well, they weren't chilling because they just came back from Tokyo. I know, I know. Was, so. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just joshing. I'm just, you know, I'm just joking around. Yeah, but, but, you know, once again, for the people to know that don't know what's going on, Gignac <laughs> and Tavin literally just came back from Tokyo from playing in the Olympics because they were eliminating right. the Olympics. They were eliminating the Olympics just like Mexico lost in the CONCACAF Gold Cup final. Oh but, my lord, dude! But yeah, anyways, okay. no, great, great, great game for Toluca. Obviously, that's a that's big for them. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait a little bit before I start uh, dictating how I feel how Toluca's gonna look. They look, they look good in their first two games, but I know Toluca started out the same way in the Clausura. So I, and we know how that turned out for them. So I want to see how they do kind of like once we hit to like that midpoint of the, of the apertura before I really start making some, some bold, bold statements here. But no, it's, it's a good win. Um, I think obviously that it's only one, it's only, it's only two games into this, into this, uh, 
uh, Apertura. So it's not like, oh my God, like it's over for Tigres or anything like that. It's just, you know, they just happen to lose this game. Yeah. They still got like 15 more, 15 more games to play before they go, they have to worry about playoff positioning. So, so, you know, there's time, but obviously just a big win for Toluca. I think it's a, a huge confidence boost for them for, to be a team like Tigres. Exactly. That, that's why, I, like, like I said, I wanted to highlight it. Tigres is a heavy favorite. So, but yeah, so Toluca beat Tigres 3-1. to one. And Hector, what's your game to recap? So my game to recap is Orlando City beating Atlanta United 3-2. to two. Obviously not the result that Atlanta United wanted, but <laughs> there's some things to take from it, though. Uh, so Atlanta had 51% of possession, so a fairly even game. Uh, not so much shot count because Orlando had 15 to, to Atlanta United 6. So you can kind of you can might might be able to say that Atlanta was the more efficient shooting team than than uh, Orlando was. But the Atlanta goals were scored by Joseph Martinez in the first minute and Marce, uh, Marcelino Moreno at the 66th minute for Atlanta United. Once again, we mentioned this last week or whenever we talked about um, about the firing of uh, of Heinze. and um, and we said you know maybe putting Joseph Martinez uh, put him out there see what what he could do. Maybe a good idea. Well, we saw what he can do. It, it's, I mean, you know, I think Atlanta United is going to be still in a good spot. They still have a pretty good team. I think with Joseph Martinez, I think they'll still be fine. But the, the goals that were scored for Orlando, which obviously they're the team that won, was by Kyle Smith in the 43rd minute, Sylvester Van Der Water in the 79th minute, and then the final goal was from your guy, Nani, in the 87th minute mark. It was a, it was a well-placed <laughs> header. But you can really see the back and forth between uh, Atlanta United and Orlando. Um, and, but, I mean, Orlando got the job done to get the win. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like it was a good game. Three to two being the difference. So, um, mind you, uh, how did you see Joseph Martinez? Like, how did you see him in the whole game? He scored a goal, so, I mean, like, you know, better than, than I mean, he has been playing, so, I mean, good for someone that hasn't been playing. Okay. All right. Well, I just, I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to ask. But yeah. So. All right. Okay. And that's it. Yep. Anything, anything else? <laughs> no, no, right. nothing else. There. All right. <laughs> that was the most awkward transition. All right. Edward, all players right. of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is, and I, Hector, I can't believe you actually brought that up in the last little thing, especially with the, Look at the thing, but my player of the week is actually Miles Robinson, who scored the winning goal for the U.S. to win the 2021 Concacaf Gold Cup. So I mean, I gotta give it to the kid, man. Like that, it was a nice header. He came in clutch three minutes before the before the end of the extra time, and you know, it was it was a good it was a good good badass goal. It was funny because I think in the celebration, he was actually trying to take his shirt off, but everybody just crowded him and he was like, oh, I can't do it no more. <laughs> so he just went ahead like, yeah, I'm going to just take the hugs. So it, it was a, he's a, it was a, it was a good, good, I think, I think it's, it's right for him to have player of the week after winning such a very intense match. I mean, Miles Rob- final. aside from, aside from Matt Turner, Miles Robinson played the most minutes. I, I believe he played every yeah. minute. For the USA, so like from the from the beginning to the end, basically. Yeah, besides Matt Turner, so yeah, Miles Robinson, great great player to pick. Um, definitely definitely makes you feel very confident in 
maybe maybe confident, but at the same time, now wondering about who's going to be that center back pairing for the U.S. Because I think Miles Robinson definitely has has made a, a, a good statement. Him and, and and Sands as well have made really good uh, arguments that why they should be guys to look at for the center back position. But Edward, my player, actually, I kind of stated him is the other guy that's played the most minutes for the U.S. Men's National Team in the Gold Cup, and that is Matt Turner, who also won goalkeeper of the tournament. So. Um, he made five saves in the U.S. Men's National Team's one to nothing win against Mexico to win the Concacaf Gold Cup. Oh, nice! Yeah, he was playing a hell of a match too, dude. Like, he just—I was surprised. This dude here just—he's gonna go. To, he's going to Europe. I, I, you think has, so? He has to go. Like, there's no way he's not gonna go to Europe. <laughs> what? Are you I mean, shocked I, at the idea of him going to Europe? No, no, no. I mean, it, that's awesome, but it's, it's not just, a surprise. No, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like you're usually very. Uh, how do I say? You're more like me. I'm more liberal when I'm like, yeah, I think you'll be going to Europe and stuff. But you're more. You actually analyze everything about them, and you, you tend to. So for you to say that, that's why I'm like, eh, really, like. So, how is that analytical for me to say that like he he should be going to Europe? Basically, I think I want to say I'm more of a okay. And we're, the, the, we're not going down this road. We're not going down this <laughs> hole. Okay. Okay. We're not going down this one. I'm just saying a team in Europe should definitely be looking at Matt Turner. I, I'm okay. just saying because he looked good. I mean, I wouldn't if you're trying to play have the goalkeeper play from the bag. I mean, he's probably not the guy to go for. But if you want a, a serious uh, shot stopper, I think I think Matt Turner is a great, great goalkeeper to have. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. You can go to Europe. I was, I was surprised. That you anyway, said and, that. And, anyway, anyway, we're not doing, we're not doing this. Live. We're not doing this. Network. We're not doing it. All right, congratulations All right, to Miles Robinson and Matt Turner for being our players of the week. Good God, Edward. Okay. All right, so this weekend kicks off League Un. That is correct. They are the first league to start next week. The following week will be the English Premier League, Bundesliga, and Serie A. So we'll be pretty busy next episode because um, we'll be proving all three of those leagues. But we have League Un here for this one. So, wait, was it was it Serie A? No, it's La Liga, no. EPL, and, and Bundesliga that will be next week. Serie A yeah. will be the following week. Anyways, so here are the teams that are going to be competing in the first, in, well, in Ligue 1. And that is Angers, Bordeaux, Brest, Clermont Foot, Lens, who just got pro- who got promoted up to Ligue 1, Lille, Lorient, and the other team that got promoted to Ligue 1, Lyon, Marseille, Metz, Monaco, Montpierre, Nantes, Nice, Paris Saint-Germain, Reims, Rennes, Saint-Étienne, Strasbourg, and Troyes. So those are the teams that will be competing in Liga in this season. Edward, who's your team to watch? Mm, I guess just because they just came up, I'm going to say Lorient. Okay. Just because they came up, they came up. They might, they might actually be like a, I don't know, like, like a Leeds. I don't know, like some, somebody, somebody that just came up and they're going to be making moves and, Hopefully they can stay up there. I think that's just that's just because they just came up. But who's your team to watch? I'm really surprised you didn't pick this team, but uh, Marcial. Wow. 
Okay. And the reason why is, I mean, they're making all these moves. Um, they're they're making they're I mean mainly loans, but they obviously just got Conrad De La Fuente. Um, yeah. They they got Guendouzi on loan. They got Saliba on loan. They're just they're just going. I mean, they lost Alvin, but I mean, they're going after and getting themselves some younger players. Whether it's to build a team for the future or maybe a team that can compete right now, it's up there. But I mean, Marcelo is normally a pretty good team in this in this league. Um, so I mean, I expect them to at least be competing in that in that upper part, maybe for a Champions League spot. So I mean, Marcelo is definitely, I think, to me, is the team to watch, especially since they were the team that was looking outside. Okay. All right. I mean, uh, I see that happening. All right. All right. Who's your player to watch? My player to watch is actually, um, well, I guess Mbappe. I mean, honestly, even though he's linked to Real Madrid, (laughs) exactly. Like, I mean, hey, he's the player to watch right now. Okay. Okay. All right. So what about you? Who's your who's your player to watch though? Um, I mean, I will be sticking with with uh with with PSG and, and that is uh and that is Gigi Donnarumma. Okay. I mean obviously nice. he's he's one he's part of that those big signings for the super team in PSG. Um, you know, you've seen him do well for AC Milan, but how is he gonna how's he gonna do in in France? And with PSG, obviously the pressure's on. Uh, also, depending what happens with Kaylor Navas, but I, I'm assuming they're, they're, they spent all that money for Gigi Donnarumma to start Gigi Donnarumma. So at least that's what I would imagine. That's why they did it. Um, even though that's disrespectful to my guy Kaylor, but you know, hey, but Gigi Donnarumma is going to be the guy to watch. Okay, all right, good player to watch. So, all right, who's your favorite? My favorite. To win it all? That's what favorite means. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a favorite team. And a favorite. So, okay. Yeah. How we have we been doing these previews, Edward? <laughs> uh, okay. So, I think PSG. I have to, I have to just go with the shirt thing on Ligoon. But PSG. PSG. All right, I'm I'm with the same boat. I mean, what PSG has done with 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 all the moves they made, obviously getting Sergio Ramos, with all of them, uh, possibly working on Paul Pogba, getting Gigi Donnarumma, uh, and I'm sure they're not done. And and also depending on what they get for for Mbappe, if if he goes to Real Madrid, I'm sure they're going to use that, that that money that they get from that to even to get even some more moves. Um, and even then, they're still loaded. I mean, you got Icardi, you got. Uh, you got not Neymar. I mean, people should. Probably, I don't know why people would forget that, but there, you know, he's there. You got Di Maria, so the team is loaded uh, everywhere. Um, they're just not as hyped as Bayern Munich is because that they're not that loaded, but they're a pretty loaded team, and you would you would at least expect them to win uh, Ligue 1. So, all right, all right, okay. okay. I feel like you were gonna like try to argue with that, even though that's your that was your pick too. Anyways, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, it's my pick, so no All arguments right. here. All right, for so some games to look into for this coming week um, is the FA Community Shield. It'll be Leicester City versus Manchester City. Um, obviously, Leicester City won the FA Cup. Manchester City won uh, the English Premier League last season. 
So that's how you always kick off the Premier League season. So can't wait for that. We also got the gold, the gold medal games for the Olympics coming up. I think by now, by the time this episode drops, you would have already known who won the women's competition and whether or not the U.S. women's national team got bronze at least um, because they got eliminated by Canada um, in the semifinal. But at least they'll, they'll be able, they'll still have a chance at a medal. So we'll we'll see if they're able to get bronze. Um, but obviously, we'll we'll also be able to. We'll tell, yeah, obviously, the final will be for the men's competition to see who gets the gold medal for the men's competition. Um, so that'll be exciting to see for Olympics. Um, in the MLS, I always try to give you guys two games, and the two games I'm giving you for the MLS is the Colorado Rapids versus Sporting Kansas City, uh, two teams that are in playoff contention, and obviously Sporting Kansas City also makes sense because Patrick Mahomes is now part of the ownership group. So you know, want to see if he gets a return on his investment. And the other game is the New England Revolution versus Philadelphia Union. We might see Matt Turner back in, back in between the sticks for for New England, depending on if Bruce Arena wants to bring his guy right or give him give him a break or something. I don't know, or he'll just put him right back into the fire. But you know, you know, two teams that are also in playoff contention in the MLS. Okay. All right, for the NWSL, I have the Portland Thorns versus Washington Spirit. Um, at this point, they probably have Christine Sinclair back with Portland Thorns. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do, especially at Washington, um, where where Trinity Rotman plays. So, see how how that goes, how that game goes, and then Gotham FC versus North Carolina Courage. Man, those just the two names of those teams sound badass. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, so uh, Gotham's look really good. Um, definitely playing for that playoff spot. And North Carolina Courage, once again, one of the, the more successful teams in the NWSL. So there is that. For Liga MX, obviously, uh, you should check out Ligas versus Santos. Um, you know, hopefully they can bounce back and maybe against Santos, even though I believe Santos... It's still early, so I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge them. But Santos de Laguna obviously is a pretty good team normally. Um, yeah, then, I think they tied actually. Okay, and then Cruz yeah. Azul versus Necaxa. Uh, Cruz, Cruz Azul needs a win, um, so hopefully they can get it against Necaxa. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, and I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, like Cruz Azul tied with. Um, with Santos, yeah, and then I mean, Necaxa, Necaxa, they actually beat. Uh, oh no, they lost to America two to one. So right. that was a, the game. Increase, so. And obviously, Sorry. Ligu, obviously, is starting this week, so that that definitely should keep an eye on for that. But yeah, so those games to look forward to this weekend. We're gonna go ahead and take one more break, and then we'll get started with our three up. Three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Insert Name is. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. We will see you there. And we are back. All right. Edward, three up, three down. The League Un jerseys for the 2021-2022 season. We'll kick things off with Spencer with his three down. So Spencer for his three down is Etoro, 
What? Toro. I think he meant to say Saint Etienne, maybe. No, because he puts Saint Etienne as his number two. Uh. So. I think this is. I think he meant to put. I think auto. I think he meant to put. Yeah, autocorrect mess with him. You think he meant to put like Renee's or Claremont Food? Maybe. How do you how do you get Renee's off of Et Toro? Well, maybe R-E Troy is. Maybe Troy is. Maybe. I don't know. I was gonna say you. You have to at least be like somewhat close to it. Like it can't be Etoro. Can't be. Oh, no, I'm, I'm over here race. trying to. I'm over here trying to trying to like type it up so you can see if it comes up like that. But no, no. Well, so, a- anyways, Etoro. And let me see. Oh man, I don't want, I'm not trying to make this last longer than it needs to be. <laughs> Let's see. Choyas. Oh, okay, now I'm figuring out what he meant. All right. I think he was looking at the jersey sponsor. Oh. Okay. Now just, let me just find the one that says Etoro on it. I think Monaco. No. Uh, uh, no, stop, not Monaco. Stop trying oh, to guess. <laughs> it was Monaco. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I knew it. I knew I saw Etoro somewhere. All right. So now we know. So he was talking about Monaco for Etoro. Um, Saint Antien, but the third kit is hard as fuck. Let me see this. Let me see this hard as fuck jersey. <laughs> what? <coughs> Maybe that's his preference, bro. I'm just saying, I need to see why, how does, like, you know, if you deem it hard as fuck, I need to see the jersey. No, okay, uh, no, I know, I know what he means. Like, I don't know why I had to, like, look it up, but yeah. Uh, and, and number one is Stade de Reims. So, that is, is three down. So, Monaco, Saint Etienne, and Stade de Reims is his three down. Uh, you want to go first or right. you want me to go first? I mean, I could, I could, I could go first. I mean, go ahead. So, all right. So my three down is actually, ironically, Spencer's number one. The but it's the Stade Reims away. So yeah, yeah. I just it wasn't my it wasn't my face. And then <clears throat> Olympic Lyon, the third kit. I just I just kind of. Bro, I don't you're know, tripping. Was, you're tripping, bro. You're tripping, man. Bro, how are you going to tell me? You're tripping, bro. That jersey's nice. <laughs> no, I no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. it well, right, keep, just keep going. It, Jesus it, Christ. Mm-hmm. it looks like the freaking blob thing that they do at like the psychology doctor thing. That is not a war shark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my number one is the Olympic Marcial goalkeeper jersey. It's just not. This is weird to me. It's a goalkeeper jersey. It's supposed to be weird. No, not like that. I don't think so. Maybe it's supposed to be uh, weird. Man, I'm sorry. It's, I just it's can't. Suppo- it's supposed to stand out. That's the whole point of a I goalkeeper just, jersey. I just, I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. You're just a Maybe hater, man. Oh my god. Here we go. All right. So my three down is Stadia Reims away. Number two is Olympique Lyon, the third kid. And then number one, Olympique Marcel, goalkeeper. Okay. Right. So what's your three down? All right. My three down is Montpierre. 
is that home kit is just ugh. It's too dark for me. And then like the the little like the little thin horizontal stripes is just I don't know. I just I'm I'm I've never been a fan of Montpierre's look to be honest. I I know that's like their standard look. That's how usually their their jerseys look. It just I don't, I don't know. I think that color. I, I think with that dark blue, with that navy blue and that that orange, it just doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. Um, and it's kind of it, low key. Like you know, these are walking. Some of these jerseys are like walking billboards. But <laughs> but uh, no. Um, and then uh, number three, I have. I have FC Lorient. Uh, Lorient. No, you mean number two. And uh, number two. Number two, okay. I have Lorient. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I think I think it's just because it's like a little a little too plain for me. Like, I mean, there's like some clean, like there's a a, a big difference between clean and just plain. And, and and Lorient, their home jersey is just plain. Like, even though there's like a design. To the like, there's a little like design on the on the orange. Yeah, like the little stripes and stuff underneath. It's it. just, it just it's just a plain jersey. Uh, it, I was gonna it, tell you, I was like the away one reminds me of Aguila <laughs> from El Salvador. Uh, I can see that, but yeah, it's just it's just a plain jersey. Like like I said, there's a difference between just simple clean jersey and then it's just plain. Plain is just like that's boring. Like you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And then, and then number one, I have RC lens. Uh, just, I, I honestly, I think all their jerseys, to be to be fair, is just I, I just don't like it. Um, I get the tradition, like they're gonna keep their traditional, like they're. It's you know what's funny? I like the sponsor though, Aushan. Aushan, oh. <laughs> so I like I, the, I, still, I like the sponsor. That's still alive. That's my that's my it, it, that's my reaction. Um, I don't, there's, not, there's not one in Houston. No, no, in in France and Italy, they they have some beautiful Alshons. Um, uh, but I don't, yeah, so I love the sponsor, but I just don't like the jer- the jerseys. Just on on all of them, like honestly, I don't like the third jersey. Uh, it, the, it, it, the, it the home the home the home one looks like it's a fucking home on here, bro. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would mistake it for a ref. Like actually, you oh, know what? It's literally true. the ref uniform. They just like, oh, let's put a, a vertical stripe here, just so no one knows it's it's the it's not the ref. Right. And then that and that green and that green jersey just it it just doesn't look right with that logo. So, nah, so it really doesn't. So my three down is Montpierre, FC Lorient, and RC Lens. All right, for Spencer, his three up is number three PSG. I mean, go figure. Go figure. Um, the actual home kit. So uh, once again, some. Some some investigation. Um, it's angers, angers. So yeah, which is the thing I'll say that's crazy about angers though, is that their home jersey they have actual as their shirt sponsor, and then on their away jersey they have uh leg legaloy legaloy Yeah, so their third their third and away kid. Have that sponsor, but then their 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 home sponsor is actual. But it's a nice jersey. Like I mean, this is where I'll say this is simple, clean, basic jersey. Like I even like the little gradient it's look. Like it's a, a, little, a little different. It's like a like like it looks like a Santos kind of vibe to it. Yeah, Juventus kind of stuff. Like Newcastle almost. 
Yeah. Away. So okay. So, so yeah. Um. So number uh, number two is uh is uh is angers, and number one is actually a tie between breast and Olympic Marcio. Okay. I mean, I can see the Olympic Marcio. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a bad 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 jersey. I mean, you can't really go wrong with the home Olympic Marcio. Really, it, it's always gonna have like that white and that light blue to it. Just like. Uh-huh. All right, all right, Edwards. What's your three up? Okay, so my three up is my number three is the Leon Home. Again, simple as just the red, white, and blue. Um, Number two is PSG Home. Have to cop that off the fence. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's just you can't go wrong. It's just PSG, period. And then my number one. Is the third uh, Patrick Claremont? I hope I'm saying this right. Patrick, Patrick Claremont Foot Club. Like, I hope I said it right. The Why Patrick Claremont Foot. Patrick Claremont. I, I, Pat, Patrick Claremont Foot. Like that one. The the third. The third that that grayish with the red. That looks badass. And it has. Yeah. Claremont Foot? Where does the Patrick come? Oh, Patrick Claremont. The Patrick Claremont. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The Patrick Claremont Foot. Um, it's, 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 it's just Claremont Foot. No. Well, I don't know why they put the Patrick Claremont Foot. Oh, okay. Maybe because that's the brand. Patrick. That's the that's the, the makers of the, the jersey. But the Claremont Foot third shirt is actually really nice. I think it's really nice. Like, that's probably, maybe because I'm a red kind of guy. That's my favorite color. So, that's my, that's mine. But, to sum it up, three up, Leon Home, uh, number two, PSG Home, and number one is uh, Claremont Foot third kit. Alright, so my three up to start things off is with St. Etienne, and I completely agree with Spencer, that third jersey is, is amazing. <laughs> Like I love it. It's a, it's it's clean. The black and gold. It's not too flashy, but it's it's clean. Like it works. Uh, number number two is PSG, and I'm gonna say the away jersey. Um, I know you guys are hyping up the the home jersey. Home jersey is a little plain to me, but that away jersey I think is is very good. Like the it, it's 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 clean. So like I think that the PSG home jersey I think is a good example of what a plain jersey looks like, and then with the away jersey is a big, a good example of what a clean simple jersey looks like. So yeah, so PSG's uh, away kit, and then breast, breast looks. I, I don't I I just like the way the jersey looks. It's um specifically uh that that third white kit. Like I I don't know what it is. I mean. It just looks good, and it's another team that has their 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 away and third kid sponsor is different from their home sponsors. So that's a that's a, that's different, but I kind of like it at the same time. But yeah, so they have uh, a, I think it's a yogurt actually. It's not, it looks like a yogurt, it's a yogurt. So I'm assuming it's a yogurt, but I like that jersey once again. <laughs> it, it, it's just clean to me. It's clean, but yeah, so. To re to restate my uh, my three up, it's Saint Etienne, the third kit, PSG's away kit, and Brett Bress's uh, third kit. 
All right. Okay. So that's the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Catch us next week uh, for episode 49. And uh, give a good shout out to uh, the Unhinged Sports Network. You can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Um, and I'll, I'll even plug in their Instagram at Unhinged SN. So that's their Instagram. So follow them. Also follow us on Twitter at Instagram FC. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC. Shout out to Alejandra Gomez, the creator of the Instagram FC logo. You can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics for the next. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics for the next. And shout out to our man, the guy, our everything, Roosevelt Spencer, the guy that makes our beats, our intro, our outro, edits the show, and everything like that. Follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. So thanks for listening. All right. So thanks for listening and catch us next week for episode 49. All right. Take care, guys. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hi I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.